Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, it's part two of our best Nintendo music of all time tournament. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing so good. Happy to be, like, halfway th- or a third of the way through possibly the most difficult task we've ever set out for ourselves. And we are able to do it at all because we are joined again by uh, writer, director, performer, Greg Smith. Hello! Hello, Greg! Hello again! Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're in the thick of it. Uh, this is week into two. the thick of it. That's right. We are into the thick of it from the Secret of Mana, uh, which is, of course, has been eliminated from <laughs> from competition. I, we all agreed we would never speak its name ever again. Yeah, but Greg. I'm the bad boy of the podcast. <laughs> boy. Um, so just a reminder yes. as to how things have been set up so far. We have eight categories: Mario, eight bit, Nintendo Miscellaneous, RPG, Zelda, sixteen bit third-party miscellaneous, and remixes. Right. And this week, we are going to be uh, coming up with our nominations for the Zelda 16-bit third-party and remix categories. These are all sourced from your nominations, um, with one exception. We hmm. we were given the out by a listener uh, that if we saw anything that was not nominated, that should have been nominated, that we had the power to uh, interject that as a wild card. So each of us has the opportunity to do that once. We did not do it at all in the first episode. Which means if we're going to do it, it'll be... Th- this is a little bit of a tease. Ooh, if we don't use tease me, bro. Our, <laughs> if we use... Off mic inside, Joe. <laughs> if we use our wild card spot, it's going to be this episode. Should we run down real fast? what we determined yes, last time. Yeah, absolutely. So the left side of the bracket, Mario, we decided Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, Beating the out the original Mario theme, uh, as it should. Uh, for 8-bit. As it should? <laughs> it for, happened, so yeah, it's so right. It's, and it's definitive. For 8-bit, we chose Silence of the Daylight from Castlevania 2. For Nintendo Miscellaneous, Love is in the Air from Yoshi Story. And from the RPG category, Balance is Restored from Final Fantasy VI. We've got a real eclectic tournament going on, uh, and it's only going to get more eclectic, I think. Gentlemen, are you ready to get into it and determine the Zelda? Let's do it. Okay, for the Zelda category, Mark, you want to read off the nominations? Yeah, I think this is our biggest group. Yes. Most entries here. Uh, starting with the overworld theme from Zelda on the NES, the main theme from Zelda on the NES, like the title screen theme, mm-hmm. um, the Sword Search from Zelda Link's Awakening, Mysterious Woods from Link's Awakening. Uh, we had a number of mentions of Fairy Fountain. Uh, Fairy Fountain on from A Link to the Past. We had fairy fa- like the file select from Twilight Princess. I, I think, think from Skyward just, Sword. Or from Skyward Sword. Yeah, and then the Great Fairy Fountain from Ocarina of Time, the Dark World theme from Link to the Past, the Lost Woods from Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time got a lot of shout outs as yeah. well. The end credits from Ocarina of Time, as the, it should. The Forest Temple from Ocarina of Time and the Great Fairy Fountain. 
file select from Twilight Princess, file select from Skyward Sword, the sky from Skyward Sword. Just jump you loose sky. Just jumping in here, uh, Jason, who nominated the sky from uh, Skyward Sword, uh, described it this way. Ebullient, optimistic, sweeping, captures the feeling of flight as much as Hyrule Field does of riding the horseback, uh, riding on horseback, um, contrasts well with the low-key atmospheric music throughout the rest of the game. Um, and uh, just anecdotally, or here's an anecdote about it. It is his ringtone. It has been for years. That's awesome. Uh, Skyward Sword is like a real Zelda blind spot for me. Same. Yeah, me too. Um, I would really like to play it someday. Wait, 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 was that Wii U? It was no, just Wii. The end of the just Wii's life. Regular yeah. Wii. You, you have to have the like Wii Motion Plus oh, in order to play it. Copy. Um, Hyrule Castle from Breath of the Wild. Riding Knight from Breath of the Wild and the Switch presentation trailer from like January of 2017, I believe, uh, for Breath of the Wild as well. Uh, which is, those are all good picks. Uh, we have, however, pulled a couple that we want to highlight and then those that we've actually pulled for the uh, contest itself. So we've got, f- what, four honorable mentions for this? Uh, okay, so first, uh, let's see what order I pulled these up in. We'll start with. Uh, uh, we'll start with the Hy- Hyrule Field from um, Ocarina of Time. Um, to, to Jason's point, uh, it feels like riding a horse, like, across the field. And the way it opens with that, like, uh, it, it all feels very, like, sunrise. It all feels like the start of a journey. It's also just amazing because the first time you encounter Hyrule Field in that game, yeah, right? It really is just, like, the world opening up to you. Uh, I've, I certainly had never seen any, like, open space that uh, was, like, so fully realized. Yeah. And it really encapsulates the childlike point of view of Link in a way that maybe no other Zelda piece has before. Yeah, I think you're right that it it does a good job of like representing uh someone small in a world instead of someone on an epic quest. Yeah. Um it's really it's a really nice piece of music. Uh the the next one that we've got on here um for our shout outs is the Ballad of the Windfish from The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh for our purposes here. I'm pulling from the uh the re-release um the the remaster very cute and very sweet it so i this was my honorable mention uh i had never played the original Link's awakening i'm just playing through the re-release on switch and you trigger that by talking to uh i'm blanking on the character marin mary in the town and she like asks if she can sing for you right mm-hmm. yep and i said of course and i clicked yes and the like hauntingness of this melody you can still like walk around and keep playing while it sings, but I just had to put my controller down and just like listen for a while. I 
for a, mu- a piece of music to stop me in my tracks like that was just wild. It was yeah. remarkable. And then later in the game, when you have the ocarina and you play it with her, mm. it's just such like a... It, uh, that whole game is just about like you getting to know the island and then the tragedy of you having to lose the island. And like the fact that you are making music with her then it's this haunting melody it's just it's it's beautiful in a way that like you don't really see repeated in zelda games i also like that they use this like in a little more upbeat way as you're getting each of the instruments at the dungeons yeah. right like the uh when you at the very end you play them together to wake the windfish which is both like it's interesting because the music at that point is very kind of like upbeat but you're doing something that will ultimately yeah make like the entire experience go away uh yeah it's it's a really great piece of music uh and our, our next um honorable mention piece. so this is dragon roost island from wind waker that rules one of my favorite pieces of video game music in general i love how it's like so evocative of all these different um things like seafaring adventure without being cliche in any of them yeah well and i i I love the uh the arrangement here where it's just like that uh like kind of strummed mandolin or whatever it is it's like a tenor guitar or something yeah um and then like the the lead like wood flute or whatever that is and then the uh, very obviously upright bass that comes in like halfway through it which just like rounds out the sound and it all feels and sounds so good um, and it's a it's a hemiola it's that classic uh six versus three four that you mm-hmm. also hear in like i want to live in america from west side story that's so cool that's a cool piece of music uh and then mark the last honorable mention is uh astral observatory from majora's mask think it's so pretty it is pretty i find the uh texture to be a little relentless for my taste like it it's the 16th yeah and like it starts full and stays full um and like it is pretty in its fullness but it doesn't feel like super dynamic to me but i love those chords though those are some yeah. beautiful interesting chords in that in that uh keyboard setting uh, shall we move on to our actual nominations? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the order for this, we are doing uh, Mark's versus the random, and then mine versus Greg's. Uh, so, Mark? All right, my choice is the overworld theme from A Link to the Past. Uh, so here we go. Uh, 
So some of the samples in there are a little hilarious. And, <laughs> you know, like there are... I mean, this is this is a of this. It, this is a, a like a, a Super Nintendo like launch era yeah. uh, title. So like, they are just starting to use those Super Nintendo sounds. But to me, like, and so yeah, I think there are better arrangements of this music, better orchestrations. But for me, this is there's just so much nostalgia built up into this one specifically that that's why this version of this theme uh, gets my vote. Yeah, it's it's such a. It's such a powerful, interesting melody. It, it, it's so, you, we were speaking about John Williams in the previous episode. This feels to me the closest to like a Star Wars hero mm-hmm. theme. And in some ways, it's like it bests some of John Williams' best scores. I just, it's such a remarkable piece of music. Yeah. And is another, you know, to speak to the thing that we've mentioned before is like, this is the melody that carries out through yeah. throughout all the Zeldas. And I mean, I guess there are a fair, a fair number of them because like we'll, you know, with all the fairy fountain uh, references in like different games. And Ocarina of Time like introduces a bunch that mm-hmm. get carried forward. But to your point about like <clears throat> the film music, the like feel of it, one thing that I think is so remarkable about video game music, especially older video game music, is their ability to capture that feeling in like a short music yeah. loop that can be played pretty much endlessly and not like feel dull. Like, that in and of itself is remarkable. It's masterful. It's insane. Okay, so that's going up against the random selection of the Song of Storms from The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time. and a little bit maddening right like maddening it, yeah i mean it's the it, it has i don't know how exactly but it feels circular to me mm-hmm. um it feels like it just keeps looping back over on itself um so like i don't mean like maddening and that the piece is frustrating i feel like it conveys madness mm-hmm. i think is more what i mean by that it's interesting it feels so whimsical to me i totally get mary poppins vibes from this we, yeah I, I, I was gonna say amelie it reminds me mm, so much of jan yes, Tusen's, yes. Uh, yeah yeah uh, like texturally for sure yes. i yeah, it's it's a wonderful to me the only way not to put the cart ahead of the uh epona but the only Whoa. way <laughs> bad boy the only way that this could have a fighting chance against the overworld theme is if it was uh, uh, if we were analyzing it as part of every ocarina theme. I see. I think the ocarina themes in Ocarina of Time are maybe the best pieces of video game music ever made, just for what they represent to the game. Mm-hmm. But on its own, it's a lovely melody and it's a whimsical arrangement. But you just can't beat the overworld theme. Yeah, and that's how I would vote as well. Yeah, I feel the same way for sure. Um, but I do want to pause on that for a second because yeah. I, I think your point about uh, the uh, the themes from for, uh, from Ocarina of Time for the Ocarina, those that you play as as the yes. player, are remarkable pieces of like tiny little music using a su- such a limited vocabulary, a limited tonal vocabulary, and they're all memorable and they all mean so much to the player by the end that it's like I don't know that a game has. Uh, done anything close to that with music uh before or since yeah 100 percent agree 
Um, all right. Now, uh, for, for my piece, I selected the main menu music from The Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. So this is maybe kind of a weird one for uh, Ocarina of Time because it, I feel like it's the only piece in there that has that this kind of like texture, um, and even some of like the like harmonic vocabulary, like the the chords in the piano are voiced and like have a very jazz voicing yep. um, that you really don't see in uh, the the rest of this game or even like Zelda in general. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but like it's not leveraging that you know like we were talking about how uh, like a lot of the like more recent Nintendo music has that sort of like live jazz band feel and it's just not leveraging it in the same way here um, and it's just a beautiful little piece of music that you uh, listen to as you watch like Link ride by on the horse and it's just it it doesn't like get you ready for the adventure so much as it just uh, reminds you that the adventure is out there and you're not in it yet yeah it's it's. It's unfair that you've chosen this piece of music because the melody inherently rests on a major seventh, mm, which, which is, is your my favorite. favorite chord in the world, and it's unfair, <laughs> and I'm mad at you. <laughs> uh, no, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. So that's going up against Greg's piece, which is? Uh, Gerudo Valley, also from The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. such a it's such a surprise to hear this song in the game for the yeah. first time most of it like you were saying it, it comes from a very traditionally orchestrated classical film vibe and then if i'm not mistaken this tune first plays when you're riding on epona like in some mountain i i think it's as you are entering the the gerudo valley yes. when you jump across the bridge with yes. with the horse right yes and this track kicks in from that, just from the jump, that little intro guitar and then those claps. Yeah, I just remember being like, "What? Yeah. What is about to happen?" And then when it gets into that groove, it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. I, I don't think there's any bad song that includes hand claps. Yeah, 
<laughs> I think that is true. Also, uh, an axiom that I've been using a ton on this show, but I think totally applies to this piece of music, is that this is just a great piece of music that elevates the video game. It does not feel... It feels a piece of it, but it doesn't feel like somebody who sat down to be like, what music should, you know, like, mm-hmm. does, like, fits this moment? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, I it's do. very, like, uh, it feels, like, almost completely divorced, but at the same time, so yep. integrated with, like, this game. Well, I think it's a little bit what we were saying with the RPG music is that it, rather than trying to communicate the gameplay experience, it's trying to communicate the emotion of it. And so, like, as you're headed into the desert on horseback, it's like, all right, I'm going to be a little bit evocative of, like, uh, uh, Westerns um, and, like, just give you this this texture that feels like you're out in the wilderness. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the Ocarina of Time main menu versus Gerudo Valley, also from Ocarina of Time. I find this one difficult because the main menu theme is so wistful to me. Yeah. Like, it's not really sad. It, I think you're totally right that it reminds you that, like, adventure is out there, but you are not in the adventure yet. The Gerudo Valley is just an amazing, like, fun track. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to vote for the main menu Ocarina of Time on this. <sighs> this again, it's another one where it's just so such separate, valid emotional experiences. Totally. I'm going to vote Gerudo Valley. Oh, man. Mark. I hate being the tiebreaker. I know. Oh, you should vote this- earlier. <laughs> I know. This is so hard. Um... Oh, man. All right. I am going to say the words. Uh, okay. I, I think I'm going with Gerudo Valley as well. Ooh. All right. So long, main menu. So that leaves us with... It's a, it's a more appropriate ending for a wistful uh, kind of melancholy piece of music, right? Yeah. That, right? It, should, that it should just disappear yeah. in, the, in the first round. <laughs> So that leaves us with Gerudo Valley and the Overworld Overworld theme from Link to the Past. Can we listen to the Overworld just a little bit more? Yeah. God, it's just so, it's such a complete statement. All right, I'm getting my vote in early this time. Okay, go for it. And if if we are counting, and I am in my heart, like other arrangements of this theme, I totally give it to the Overworld theme. Uh, I am also going to go with the Overworld theme. Gerudo Valley is awesome, and I love it to pieces. But I I mean, I don't, oh, the Overworld theme is Zelda to yeah. me. I'm all, yeah, uh, Overworld theme takes it, but Gerudo Valley... It's such an exciting, it's so different good. flavor. But Overworld is just classic. Um, all right. So that's, we've decided the, uh, the, entrance, uh, the entrant for Zelda. Now we're about to move into 16-bit. Okay, this new category is the uh, 16-bit category, uh, again, where it has not already been covered by Mario or RPG or Zelda. Um, surprisingly, we still have a lot of nominations. Uh, Mark, would you like to read through uh, a couple of them? Sure. We have level one from Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which I have no had no memory of, but when we played it, is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the title theme from Pilot Wings, Skydiving One from Pilot Wings, 
Verses from Wario's Woods for the SNES, Flower Stage from Tetris Attack, The Water Stage Danger from Tetris Attack, Northern Hemispheres from Donkey Kong Country, Flower Garden from Yoshi's Island, and then Sticker Bush Symphony from Donkey Kong Country 2, which is a very popular choice. It didn't make our finals, and so we're not actually going to be talking about it too much just because there's not much more to be said. Um, But but just adding to what is there's not much more to be said, uh, former guest uh, Matt Acevedo wrote in and said that he would like to throw in Sticker Bush Symphony into the ring. Uh, The song was playing on one of the hardest levels of Donkey Kong Country 2, and if it wasn't for this super chill beat, I would have lost my mind. Uh, I throw this one on in the back background uh, and actually use it while i work uh, add a chill beat to it and it's one of the best lo-fi songs out there anyways thought this song should be nominated for the best nintendo song it's v good uh and you're right matt but it is not uh going to be considered in this tournament i like that he used anyways like that's the, you don't have to anyway your main point just say it <laughs> yeah, just say it matt i saw you yesterday it's nice to hear from you <laughs> believe in yourself more <laughs> Uh, all right, so that brings us to our uh, our honorable mentions. Uh, so um, let's start with uh, Mark, your your pick for honorable mentions. Yeah, so mine is Unused Song 2 from a SNES game called The Flintstones. That's for the Flintstones. So it's not, and that and that's kind of why we don't, why we didn't include it, um, because this song is amazing and yeah. would maybe a hundred percent be my pick. But it wasn't actually, it wasn't written for or actually featured in the game. It was like the composer. It, it's just like on the cart. So like it was a song that the composer had written, but not like specifically for the game. Just like available on the cart, and somebody found it somewhere. And it is, but it doesn't actually appear it through the course appear. of gameplay. Exactly, yeah. it is incredible. That's that's like John Carpenter, like ah, that rules. And yeah. like, if you let it go on a little bit further, like there is more to like be revealed in it. So yeah, I I, I love this one. Uh, my honorable mention is Aquatic Ambiance, uh, from Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> <laughs>
We, of course, all remember the moment in Donkey Kong Country when, when I Diddy got a Kong reminder. gets an iMessage. <laughs> we all remember that moment. Perfectly timed, though. <laughs> that piece of music is so... It says so much with so little, right? Yeah. It, it's such a, no pun intended, floating kind of piece. We The beat starts to kind of kick in later, and you start to get some snatches of melody, but it's such a free-floating it's both kind of scary and menacing but also kind of peaceful which is like remarkable yeah and that's like what i think of when i think of the ocean as yeah. like peaceful but menacing yeah um yeah i i think it's a a wonderful piece of music and i'm glad that we and a just a quick shout out if you like that piece of music and you want to hear somebody rap over it youtube childish gambinos eat your vegetables he uses that as a beat it's a dope awesome. track uh, and for my honorable mention, I am using uh, Zero's theme from Mega Man X. This is sort of the uh, the piece of music that like anyone worried that um, like Capcom lost their edge transferring from eight uh, bit to sixteen bit uh, can just hear that and be they can rest uh, soundly knowing that everything's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, it's also like super hype and I like it. Um, all right, so now uh, for the brackets themselves, the first matchup is going to be uh, between me and Greg. Greg, would you like to go first? Certainly. I've chosen the Corneria theme from Star Fox. Loop doesn't quite close. <laughs> no, not quite. I love that. That's just a ah. It's so intense and it's so. It just propels you into taking action and also texturally and arrangement wise, it's in that like '80s driving synth rock pocket. Totally. Oof, we we my fire burning. We had kind of. Uh, I mean, we ended up eliminating the uh, punch out theme. Because it was too much of a pastiche. Yeah. But I think this, like, maybe because it was happening kind of in the moment, like, it plays on those same themes, but is not pastiche. I agree. It, it's it's kind of got its own thing going on, especially in that little B section going on. Yeah. I also, <laughs> some of it reminds me of, like, the theme music that should play for um, a, a TV show about space cops, which Absolutely. is basically exactly what this is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, so we are putting that up against uh, Brinstar Overgrowth with Vegetation from Super Metroid.
Uh, I love that repeated bass line. Um, super cool. And then I also just like the way it goes through, like it kind of starts very atmospheric, which is sort of like this like low tubular bell, like repeating like pattern and then like throws more like straight up musical themes over it. And then like kind of fades back into like atmospheric kind of sounds and little stings that sound like um, uh, just like the eerie uh, Metroid music and then like kind of back into strings and stuff. It's There's just so much here and it feels so um, completely Metroid to me. It's interesting you call it completely Metroid. It almost feels too funky oh, to okay. be Metroid. Like when I think of Super Metroid, a game I played a lot as a kid, I think of like scary, claustrophobic uh, uh, tension and like ambiguity. And this is just like it's a weird groove, but it's got a groove. <laughs> no, yeah. this I, I maybe it's funny to me that these two are matched up together because this this reminds me of a different type of cop show, like yeah. the you know like the, <laughs> like a, the closing credits of like an NYPD Blue Absolutely. or something. Um, both really interesting pieces of music. Yeah, it's kind of a pretty even at least soundscape wise matchup. Yeah, one uh, that's one of the issues that we run into with, and I guess it's one of the issues that we ran into with 8-Bit as well, that like we are dealing with the same set of instruments, right? But I do think it's interesting because for me, I think my vote is for the Super Metroid piece, even though I, like, I'm always drawn to melody and I like um, what the Corneria theme is doing, but it's almost too aggressive for me mm-hmm. and like not enough fun. I also think the Corneria theme uh, benefits from uh, future arrangements uh, or like orchestral arrangements. Um, Like that's when the like John Williams equalities of it come out and it starts to actually feel like um, a a piece that I want to engage with in or outside of the game. Whereas I think uh, the Brinstar overgrowth with vegetation uh, needs to have those instruments, needs to have like those versions of those instruments. It's composed for those and makes most sense like in that vein. I would agree. And I, I also will vote for Super Metroid, uh, Brimstar Overgrowth with Vegetation, uh, just because it seems like like an outtake from like a Herbie Hancock, like 80s weird, even its title, I feel like it's yeah, like a totally. title is, yeah. fusion. And it's just more of a, uh, I think it's a richer piece than Corneria. It's got a lot more going on. Okay, next we are doing um, uh, Mark's pick versus the random. Uh, should we have the random go first? Sure. They are the title screen from Wario's Woods from the SNES. Uh, so here we go. Um, I like that it's pretty frivolous, right? It definitely doesn't say Wario to me, but it does say Toad. Yeah. And, you know, Toad is like the, I guess, what who you are controlling in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I have no criticisms. <laughs> no it was notes. a perfect piece of music. Uh, so that's going up against Mark's pick. Which was Theme A from Top Gear. 
So I have I've never played this game. I have no experience with it. It's purely based on uh, the listener recommendation that brought it to my attention. I think it's awesome. Uh, so Jessica suggested it, and she wrote it and said, "Did anyone in the world play uh, anyone but me in the world play Top Gear? Um, this little racing game had the best music, and you actually had to stop and get gas." Um, <laughs> uh, so Jessica has has got your back on that one. Um, one thing listening to it, it kind of reminds me of the Corneria theme in a sense. There's so much going on it's in it. It's relentless. And yeah. uh, I feel like some of like the like runs or whatever they're going on in the background, like it feels a little out of sync with itself mm-hmm. to me. Like it doesn't yeah. seem like it's all in the same rhythm. Um, yeah, well, because there's there's the relentless like 16th note. Um, but yeah, there is something in there. There was like another like kind of rising pattern that now can we listen to it again? Please. Yeah, maybe it's that 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 do do that that do do that feels like I don't know if like the attacks are a little bit softer that it doesn't like 100% line up with the attacks on the 16th notes. Um but I, I feel that too that it's like just a little bit out of itself. Uh I'm prepared to kind of passionately vote for title screen from Wario's Woods. Okay. Uh, partially because of the four 16-bit nominations we've heard, it's the only one that's happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the other three have been like dark, minor key, driving, like, ah! And I think Wario's Woods really gets at, I think Toad is a perfect example. That is such a important voice in Nintendo. And I just think it's a cleaner arrangement. It's a nicer melody. I'm surprised how much I liked it. That's my vote. Um, I think I'm going to vote the same way. Uh, I do really like the Top Gear theme, um, I, but I think it is a little bit like the the relentless like wall of sixteenth notes is a a, a little bit uh, o- overbearing. Yeah, I uh, I think you guys totally convinced me. <laughs> All right, so that means we are pitting the Brinstar overgrowth with vegetation against the title screen from Wario's Woods. Guys, this is a weird one. This yeah. Is a- <laughs> This is like the number one seed versus the number sixteen. As <laughs> as Stickerbush Symphony sits on the, and, and on the bench, ambience, yeah. yeah, sit on the bench. LeBron, take a seat. <laughs> Let's hear a little more, uh, Brinstar. I 
I do see what you're saying, Greg, where this is much funkier than I expect from Super Metroid, but somehow it's fitting to me for a uh, the like Brinstar overgrowth with vegetation, where it's like I th- I'm imagining I don't know this for sure that like the Brinstar music is very stark and atmospheric, and like now that it's overgrown with vegetation, uh. that's the funk has been turned up. That's my that's that's the, the narrative the I have in my head. Influence is yes. now uh, making it making the music funky. Yeah. That totally tracks. I didn't love that little B section as much as I loved the main groove. Yeah, I think the main groove is uh, a, a little bit tighter, and yeah. also just the way it uh, leads into like the the beginning of the piece. I think is really strong, mm-hmm. um, and especially like reflective of how you are going into just like ev- every area in Super Metroid, where like the second you get into it, you're like, okay, what now? Mm-hmm. You know, what does this area have in store for me? Do we need to hear Wario's Woods again? I would like to. Yes. growing on me i have to admit it's growing like on some me. overgrowth vegetation <laughs> uh the thing that i i'm like yes it is very cute but does it tip a little bit like over into like to where saccharine. it's written to yeah. be like saccharine yeah um but guys i don't know on this one this is a weird one <laughs> yeah we've we've backed ourselves into a weird weird corner here I'm going to go Brinstar, uh, just because I've got more affection for uh, Super Metroid uh, than I do for uh, Wario's Woods. I, this is really tough. It comes down to a very specific thing. I could see myself getting a little annoyed by how high-pitched the flute melody is yeah. on Wario's Woods in a way that I don't think the Super Metroid tune could ever, quote-unquote, annoy me. So I'm gonna go Brinstar. I do think that the title, that the Warriors was title screen. I I 100% agree with you, Greg. That the reason I think it even got this far is because it really like cut, like you we needed that little bit of sweetness with yeah. like all the other stuff that we had been listening to. Um, and so I do appreciate it for that, but I don't think we should overrate it. And I I, I vote for Brinstar as well. All right, very good. Uh, we, so Brinstar uh, overgrowth of vegetation is going to be our representative from the 16-bit category. Guys, let's get into the third-party category. Okay, Mark, you want to read us down the uh, nominees for third-party? Yeah, so we have Winter Theme from Harvest Moon 64 and the Summer Theme from Harvest Moon 64. Both beautiful. Breeze Song from Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life, the end credits from Zack and Wiki, and Scuttletown from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, both very, like, she-shanty. Yeah. Oh, that's She-shanty. Right, not, not, she not she-shanty. <laughs> Although the Shantae one might be a she-shanty. Who knows? <laughs> the main theme from Jet Force Gemini. Very cool. Keep Pressing On from Phoenix Wright, uh, Ace Attorney, and I'm not sure what DD stands for. Yeah, it's like dual something. Oh, okay. Uh, Pursuit cornered from phoenix right uh henshin a go-go baby from beautiful joe very cool and the boss theme from mischief makers which is a uh treasure game mm-hmm. and is pretty cool 
Um, the uh, the thing I like most about the Henshinagogo piece uh, of uh, Beautiful Joe is when he shouts, Henshinagogo, baby! <laughs> yes. Beautiful Joe I mean, it's so the fun. moment you're all waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Such a fun game. Um, so this is the place where we all pulled out our option <laughs> That's right. to exercise uh, nominating our own wild card uh, pieces of music. Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think we're not responding to the pieces that were nominated for the for the third party? Is it because it's kind of a grab bag category, or like what are, what are, what are we looking at here, guys? Yeah, I mean, really, for me, just none of these really spoke to me. Yeah, in a really strong way. Yeah, yeah I none of them grabbed me in the guts. A lot of them I could appreciate as pieces of music, but maybe you do just kind of need the factor of I have experienced this in a game before, at least from the, from the jump. I, I think especially with like newer music, there's something about yeah. like the 8-bit music. I'm way open to like someone playing a new piece of 8-bit music and like being ready to love it or like really dig into it without having a, a previous attachment to it. Do you think part of that is just like because of the restrictions of like 8-bit music or 16-bit music that there is they're working within a framework mm -hmm. that you might already appreciate yep. versus some of these like uh, later third party titles where literally the sky's the limit. They can do anything they want. And so that just means that, you know, it may not be something that speaks to us directly. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's something that has been noted by people other than myself and I wish I could attribute it, but like the, uh, at any point, the limitations of a technology um, as far as like art is concerned will become like the limitations of things that uh, kept them from doing everything they wanted to do will become the desirable aesthetic for someone at some point. Absolutely. And for me, that's what 8-bit music is. Um, that it was a limitation and is now a desirable aesthetic. I want those limitations on music. Um, and just, I respond to it. Uh, but we should listen to a piece that's an honorable mention that I would argue has no limitations. <laughs> yeah, no limitations at all. We are talking, of course, about the damn theme from GoldenEye 007 on the Nintendo 64. So with the exception of the very specific moments where it is sampling the uh like the Goldeneye the James Bond theme, I find this unlistenable. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on. It's such specifically dark and muddy. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Yeah. Like jock jam new metal kind of it's very strange. It's yeah. really going for it though. It yeah. sure is. And the whole thing is very funny. Like very yeah. funny. Which is what James Bond wants. Yes. James <laughs> Bond wants to be funny. He wants to be laughed at. Let James Bond be funny. I'll have a martini and pour it in my face, because that's funny. <laughs> uh, so, moving on to our actual nominations. Uh, first up, I'm going to go up against the, uh, the random. Uh, and for my piece, I have selected uh, the Starlit Wilds from Shovel Knight, which is the, the campfire scene.
Um, so one of the reasons I really like this piece is that it has these uh, sort of like open phrases that like just keep like reaching up for something and never really like landing on a point of resolution, um, which is like a perfect embodiment of what's happening I at this point in the game. Um, I also just find it to be like really pretty and in the 8-bit aesthetic that uh, we were just talking about. Yeah, and even chordally, uh, going from the root chord to whatever chord it goes to next, it just doesn't quite feel settled. It feels yeah. very like something, we're still, I still need something for this to be satisfying in a very appealing way. Yeah. A very wistful way. Uh, that is going up against uh, a song from Yoku's Island Express, uh, Yoku Taida and the Village. like no tension at all in this one right it's just like a chill cool time until man when all those instruments and all of those vocals come in it really walks that camp line yeah yeah it really it's almost a little much yeah i i feel that way too that like it it tips over into not being attractive but i man i had a smile on my face that entire time it's true and it's it's a it's a cool just culturally speaking you don't hear that kind of sound in any other video game it's, yeah that's, that's sort of like island sound yeah absolutely um all right so uh that means that we have to pit uh the uh yoku taida and the village versus the starlit wilds from shovel knight i'm gonna throw my vote out for the yoku taida one and just because i want i feel like we have as a group, right, a lot of our aesthetic is this, like, uh, the Starlight Lit Wilds, Shovel Knight type mm -hmm. thing. And so, kind of like we did with Wario's Woods, I do think it's nice to balance that out sometimes with something that's not that. I share my vote with Mark for very similar reasons. Um, well, I'm going to stick with my aesthetic, like not a coward, and vote for the Starlit Wilds. <laughs> Implying that we're cowards? Great. Yeah, well, I, don't, great. I think I more or less just said just it. Just saying we're cowards? Great, great, great. Uh, all right, so next we are, are pitting your two pieces against each other. Uh, whichever one of you wants to go first. Uh, this is Teensy's In Trouble from Rayman Legends.
So this piece is, it's whimsical and yet like earnestly epic in a way, especially in that B section when the instrumentation keeps growing and growing, when those strings come in. Yeah, and, it's oh, really ooh, cool. It really gets me. Uh, and still has like a little bit of that like Irish fiddle quality yep, to it. Absolutely. Um, I think this one, like the Yoku's Island Express, like has a specific cultural yes. identity, musically speaking, which is very attractive. I, I like that a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I think this is a really good piece of music. All right. So my pick is the song Lonely Rolling Star from Katamari Damacy. So this song is so sweet. Like, um, it's it is very sincere. It is wears its heart on its sleeves. And I think that's balanced with the absolute weirdness that's going on in the game while this song is playing, right? You're like rolling things up and people are getting caught in your enormous ball and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, I I absolutely love this song. That was so much fun to listen to. And it's not only is it very sweet and hard on its sleeve in a way, like when she sings the title of the song it just like opens up but the chord changes are so interesting yeah and like adventurous yes yeah in a way that kind of gets to the maybe central not darkness but intrigue at the game yeah that part especially yeah and i think uh that coupled with um because like the the bass line is uh repetitive in its rhythm like it does the the ducktales thing of um but then it also follows along with the uh more like complex chord changes and so like when it's leading those like that chromatic motion it sounds really cool and like really compelling and weird so that that one is my vote of the two. Yeah. This um, is a tough one. It, this is a tough one. Um, I'm almost tempted to vote against Lonely Rolling Star <laughs> because it feels of the aesthetic that we were shunning in wow. the previous. Um, but I'm going to vote for Lonely Rolling Star. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll cast my vote still for Teensy's in Trouble because I do think it 
instrument-wise, arrangement-wise, has a little more depth and richness and variety going on. Yeah. But I love her Lonely Rolling Star. Uh, so now that means we are up to uh, Yoku versus uh, Lonely Rolling Star. Do we want to listen to a little bit more of Yoku? Yeah. See if it ever takes... Yaku. Ya- Yaku. I don't know when this is played in the... Oh, oh. This is a little loop, I think. Yeah, it might be looping back around. Um, I don't know when this is played in the game, but to me, it feels very much like the end of a Disney movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That listen, I'm just like, I like this song now. There's no level of camp. There's no... I'm I'm really on board. Um, I... I think I like Lonely Rolling Star a little more. Um... And part of that is because uh, I don't think I really have a handle on what, like, you like you were saying, Mark, what like the gameplay experience is in the moment that the song is is playing. It feels very uh, like restful or like hangouty to me, and I just don't know how that necessarily fits into like the experience of playing a uh, platformer meet uh, pinball game. And for me, uh, the Yoku Taidu song is just like becomes a. It's like a little bit too much bombast. Like it mm, like builds yeah. a, it builds a little too far for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, my vote is also for Lonely Rolling Star. And my vote is also for Lonely Rolling Star. Okay, congratulations, Lonely Rolling Star. Um we have now settled that for the 16-bit division, which means we are going into the final division, which is of course the notable remix category. Okay, I, I did say that we settled the 16-bit, but I meant the, the third party is, is obviously what I meant. Both uh, numbers. Yeah, they're both. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Greg. Um, Not so, an excuse. Just, well, ooh, just <laughs> uh, now we're on to some notable remixes. Mark, if you would please run us through the nominations. Yeah, so um, a smaller category. Yes. We just have four here left on the board um, as honorable, honorable mentions. Uh, the Psycho Soldier theme from Smash Ultimate, which makes me smile every time they say the word Psycho Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything spi- else is in Japanese. <laughs> the Spiral Mountain remix from Smash Ultimate. The Zelda 2 Temple theme remix from Smash Wii U. And the Brinstar Depths remix from Smash Ultimate as well. So uh, Lizzie nominated that one, and she wanted to uh, note that the Brinstar Depths new music uh, or new remix from Smash Ultimate is like a smash up between Lindsey Sterling and Metallica. This track has smooth violins and intense guitars. Percussive flourishes from drums add to the intensity, but the song somehow feels slow. It's an intense melody that, frankly, you feel cool as heck while listening to it. So. Thank you for that, Lizzie. Uh, we have got four that we're going to pit against each other. Um, and we've got one honorable mention here, um, which is uh, the Ramble Blast, which is the s- sort of Stickerbush Symphony um, remix from Super Smash Brothers Brawl.
Uh, so I like the uh, original version of uh, Sticker, Bush, Sticker Bush Symphony uh, quite a bit, but I think it is benefited so much by having these like different, like very discrete textures. To me, this is a little bit okay. Do you guys know? Do you remember when Madonna starred in Evita? Yes. The movie. Yes. Yes. And they released "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina" as a single, but then they also released "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina" as like a dance, yeah, song. And that's what this sounds like to you, in in the sense that, like, you know, I'm so used to Sticker Bush Symphony that to hear like this remix of it uh, is like a shock to the system, yeah. and you immediately want to reject it. But when you like actually listen to it. And you're like, oh, yeah, this was actually produced really well and, like, is really thoughtful. And they really, like, thought about this sort of thing. Like, yeah, this is, this is different, but it's good. That, that, that was such a golden age of, like, dance versions of singles. Isn't there a My Heart Will Go On dance to remix? Oh, yeah. They were just is. adding a beat to everything. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. So now we are moving on to the actual matchups. Uh, and we are going to go in this order. First is Greg versus The Random and then me versus Mark. Ah. Uh, so, Greg. Uh, Greg, or let's do the randoms first. Yeah, the random selection is the Fire Emblem theme from Smash Brothers Brawl. I think this piece of music is a good reminder that Smash Brothers as a series borrows so much of its class from Fire Emblem. That like this is a Fire Emblem piece of music and it sounds like it's lifted out of an opera. Yeah. And like the only place the only place that uh Smash Brothers gets that from is from Fire Emblem. Guys, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir would kill this yeah. in a cover version. Yeah, they would. Absolutely. <laughs> It kind of reminded me, this is weird, of like the Soviet national anthem. Yes. Totally. Oh, yeah. it totally has like a Soviet yeah. vibe. I love that. That rules. Yeah, it's super good. Uh, and that's going up, uh, Greg, against you. Uh, my selection was the Legend of Zelda theme, uh, Donkey Konga edition. I'm, I'm going to let it keep going because there's a really sick sax solo coming up. Yeah, let's hear it.
fairy theme. It's repeats. so good. Man, that's just like a hot jazz band if, just doing their thing, man. If there were like a new Donk City equivalent for Zelda, this would uh, this would be like the music for it. It absolutely would be. I want to turn it back up and play it to the end. I love it so much. <laughs> Everything about it is hot. Yeah, that's a hot track. <laughs> uh, it's very fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what else to say about it. The like the the like big Latin band drumming is so cool. Yeah. The the bass is hot. The horns are hot. Then the strings come in, and then like sometimes it plays the Zelda straight. Yep. But like when it like cuts out to do the the fairy uh, theme, the fairy theme yeah. for a little bit. Ooh, it's good. Uh, Having said all this, yeah, my vote. Is for the Fire Emblem theme remix. Wow! I think it is such a different vibe and flavor, and mm. I think it represents... I mean, both of these titles, or these tracks, represent their games perfectly, but Super Smash Brothers is such an epic, like yeah. all-encompassing, unsubtle game. It just like really spoke to me in a very, very primal way. Um... I will vote against that. Yeah. I, I will vote for the Legend of Zelda Donkey Konga. Um, it is just I I I I've, I've already, I guess I've already said my piece on it. Uh, it just is so it's good. It's so good <laughs> and it's so hot. Um, yeah, it's real hot. It's real hot. So uh, I'm also voting for the Fire Emblem theme, and I think it's just because uh, it, I I agree with Greg. Like it is in the previous episode, um, the theme from Smash Brothers Ultimate. Like the world of light, like like moving forward yes. in the speeds of my right. time. But yeah, but that's like that is totally what Smash Brothers yeah. is, and um, I think it's uh, I like to see it in this like presentation of the Fire Emblem theme, where it's just like, no, we are not ironic. Like yeah. we are just yes. doing the Fire Emblem theme, right? We like, pledge allegiance to Fire Emblem, power yes. as possible. And I love this arrangement of the so Legend cool. of Zelda theme. Um, but I've I've got to give it to the Fire Emblem theme. All right, uh, which means then we are pitting uh, my pick against Mark's pick. Uh, Mark, would you like to go first? Or Not the co-host. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll go first because I want to do yours last. Okay. Um, so mine is the Mute City remix from Smash Brothers Brawl.
so I, I love the original arrangement of, of this as well, the like 16-bit from the first F-Zero. Um, but I think this has more... That is so relentless, and it's just like that 16-bit, like over and over again. Uh, but this, I feel like, has more places where it plays with like the texture and the time, um, like right there where it kind of like fell into the like halftime beat. Um, but it's just really, really cool. And I love hearing the like piano accompaniment, like kind of mm-hmm. like pop in and then drop out a little bit and then come back. Yeah, it somehow manages to give. This kind of tone has come up a lot. The sort of 80s bombast, yeah, overdrive guitar. That piano specifically gives that feel dynamics somehow or yeah like, or like it you know no pun intended it gives it a little bit of a break rather than just pure gas mm-hmm. which, I, which i really liked i also think for me that the guitar goes like uh too far and goes all the way back around again to being cool absolutely um because it, it is i think it's too much and i yeah. laugh when i imagine the person playing it yeah um but it, I think it is just like that, like commitment to it that makes it awesome again. Yeah, Go- totally. Uh, and I think, like to Greg's point about like the the piano does sort of like ground it some in like a, a real sound and uh, you know something less electric uh, and and propulsive. That is going up against uh, full steam ahead from Spirit Tracks. Man, this is maybe my favorite Zelda theme of all time. I love it in the DS version as well, but like with this instrumentation, I just think it's really incredible. I I think that, you know, we were listening earlier in this episode to the main title theme of Ocarina of Time, and he uses a very, you know, like similar like whistle. Um, but so I feel for me it has this has like a little bit of that wistfulness. Yeah. It also has like the propulsion of like a Rudo Valley steam maybe. engine. Yeah. You know, like uh and it still feels like heroic, like, but you're not quite on the adventure yet. I don't know. It is like encapsulates all those emotions so well in a super fun piece of music. It's very fun. I love that banjo on the, the track. The banjo's dope, That's right? That's cool. Um, there is, and I pointed this out to Mark when we were listening to it yesterday, but there is a moment here where the banjo has this awesome little like pitch bend. It's like right about here. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. I just, I, I don't know. I think it's a totally successful piece of music. Uh, so let's pit these two against each other. Full Steam Ahead versus Mute City Remix. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I think I'm going to vote for Full Steam Ahead. Um, I really like the Mute City remix. Um, but in some ways, I almost wonder if I'm just letting my affinity for the original 
um, like boost up the the, the remix. Um, the full full steam ahead is just such a it. I don't know. It, it's it's another like complete statement. Yeah, I, I will also vote for full steam ahead. Uh, that's a third for full steam ahead on my on my count. Wonderful. That means that we are pitting for the final remix spot. Full steam ahead versus the fire emblem theme. Would we like to hear a little bit more of the Fire Emblem theme where we left it off? Yes. Because it's just going to be more cool operatic stuff. Yes. It's hard not to feel like you're in a concert hall, right? <laughs> yeah. Listening to this. I mean, it's powerful. Yeah. But it's also kind of silly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That rules. Uh, do we need to hear more full steam ahead as well? I, I would like it. Okay. A little palette cleanser. It's real good. I mean, I wish we had been uh, let it like ride a little bit longer the first time, because um, uh, would have heard it like sampling the original Zelda uh, melody as well. I think I gotta go with full steam ahead. Yeah, same. I would have voted for my boys in the Fire Emblem Choir. Nastrovia to you all. <laughs> Godspeed. Keep singing. Uh, all right. That means that we have completed. Oh, my God. We have completed the bracket. The bracket now has one entry for each of the eight positions. Mark, would you like to read them off to us? Yeah. Please? Okay. From the Mario conference, we have Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey. From the 8-bit conference, Silence of the Daylight from Castlevania 2. From the Nintendo Miscellaneous Conference, Love is in the Air from Yoshi's Story. And from the RPG Conference, Balance is Restored from Final Fantasy VI. Mm -hmm. From the Zelda Conference, Overworld Theme from A Link to the Past. From the 16-bit conference, Brinstar, Overgrowth with Vegetation from Super Metroid. From the third-party Miscellaneous Conference, Lonely Rolling Star from Katamari Damacy. And from the Remix Conference, Full Steam Ahead from Spirit Tracks. Featured in Smash Brothers Wii U. Wow. Okay, let's close out this segment and then we'll say goodbye to the show. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. But that, of course, means that you have time to weigh in mm -hmm. on which of these eight mm -hmm. you think 
should make it to the end. Uh, Gregor, are you surprised with the the list we have going yes. into the finals here? <laughs> I am very surprised. This is a bonkers list. It's it's crazy. Would you say you are shocked and dismayed, or just shocked? Uh, I would say there is one conference <laughs> specifically. I'm a little dismayed about. Is it the Mario conference? Uh, yes. <laughs> Well, if if anyone wants to write in and tell us about it, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com uh, and let us know. Uh, otherwise, we are going to wrap this thing up next week, and it is going to be all fireworks and fun. Um, if you like this episode, please review it on uh, the places where you can review things. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Greg is at Smith L. Greg. And the show is at Nincart Society. Uh, Greg, uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh, um, if you live in Los Angeles, come to the Second City Theater every 8 p.m. Friday nights. Supportive White Parents is the show I'm in right now. It's a very special show. Uh, SmithLGreg.com for everything else. Uh, wonderful. Uh, and that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the show. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Hey Club Scouts, it's Michael and Bryce and Riley from Bigfoot Collectors Club. And guess what? We're doing our first live show in Los Angeles in just a few weeks. Uh, that's right, everybody. We're so excited for Bryce's new show, Expedition Bigfoot, on the Travel Channel that we're going to have a viewing party at the Bigfoot Lodge in Atwater Village. Could you pick a better place? You could not. Guys, we couldn't. So, Monday, December 9th, from 7 to 9 p.m., we're going to be showing the first episode. That's right, of Expedition Bigfoot. And then we're going to talk to Bryce and a special guest, after the show, we're going to record it all live for you, the audience, and guys, what's the best part about this whole night? You get to come meet us, and it's free. it's free. It's free, guys. It's free. So join us Monday, December 9th from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Bigfoot Lodge for our Expedition Bigfoot viewing party and live podcast recording. It's going to be big. But.